Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking installment of the Map Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we're talking about our ugly, hairy failures. Ew, gross. That's uh, <laughs> in the hot seat today. To kick us off in this episode is Tim Yen. Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Matt, for having me. The privilege is all mine, man. So, Tim, why don't you give us the elevator pitch about you and your business? Absolutely. So I'm the CEO of Pivot, and Pivot is a company that is dedicated to helping people find their identity and from that place, create meaningful impact for others. Pivot has three branches. So currently, the most up and running one is the counseling branch, but we're also doing consulting both nationally and internationally and executive coaching. So that's kind of our main focal point. And yeah, we, we give people the tools to get clarity about who they are, what they value, uh, where they're going. And we're really big on practical tools, helping people get there. Amazing. So Tim, what is your story of fail for our audience around the world today? So my story about failing kind of has two parts. And, and the first one, it was even before this company was created. I, like probably many millennials, wanted to be what we call a YouTube influencer. So that was this cool idea. And I came up with this YouTube channel that embarrassingly is still in the internet somewhere. And I used my name as an acronym. It was called Today's Inspirational Message, which spells out Tim. And I came up with these different quotes that I found and I wanted to inspire others. And I wouldn't really call it a failure. It was probably just an epic disappointment because I thought I had a really good idea. I was putting a lot of work, figuring out video editing, just putting my stuff out there. And yeah, it just never took off. And I was faithful to do it one video a week for 52 weeks. And I decided it was time to pull the plug because it, it really wasn't taking off. So I think that's one story I wanted to share. And the second one is when I started my private practice uh, doing the counseling bit. This is before consulting. This is just sticking with the clinical work. And I had this really cool gig. I had an office space opened up. with a, you know, I partnered with a nonprofit that Maybe I heard it wrong, but they're like, hey, I got you. We're going to give you all these clients. You don't know what to do with them. We're just going to funnel them your way. So I was like, sweet. Let me hang up a shingle and let's rock and roll. And sadly to say, I had one client for three months. And this was even weekly. I saw like one guy like every other week. And this client was actually from my previous hospital job. So it wasn't even through this nonprofit. And so that's when I came to my senses that something needed to change. So Tim, what did that experience teach you? Well, for the first one, I had a kind of heart-to-heart moment with myself. And I realized with the YouTube experiment, as I would like to call it, my heart was actually just in the wrong place. If, if I was really honest with myself, I was so enamored with the benefits of fame and influence that I wasn't really asking the crucial question, which is what value do I bring to other people? Like what do other people want and need? And I wasn't answering that question. I was just thinking about myself. And that was a big takeaway for me for that first one. And the second one? And the second one, I, I made a big shift. I realized for one, I can't depend on someone else for my success. I had to get going and kind of tied in with the first lesson of failure, I realized I had to become 
a person of value. And so from there, I started attending a lot of leadership trainings. I started learning about marketing, SEO, branding, you know, things of that nature. And I would say that really took my my business not in a exponential growth, but a very organic, steady growth. But it was really that mindset shift where I knew that stop complaining, stop thinking about like what I was supposedly promised. It was really about focusing on elevating myself and bringing value to other people. Yeah, there's this, uh, it's a number, uh, you know, same thing, by the way, applies to the podcast space, you know, and like a YouTube channel for me is just an extension of a podcast or vice versa. Um, and, you know, um, if, if I had, I can't even tell you, dude, like over the last, I mean, I'm doing, doing this, this is going into my ninth year now. It's crazy to say that. Wow. Um, so and, cool. you know, it, it took a long, long, long time to build an audience. And even today, it's, you know, it's a, still a process that you have to keep, you know, being religiously focused on. Um, and because uh, I think it does, it's, you know, it takes 15 years to become an overnight success. Um, and that's, right. that's that's really the journey. And, you know, if I had a dollar for every time I had a founder come to me and go or an entrepreneur going, you yeah, well, know, I want to start a podcast like the Map Branch. I'm like, yeah, cool. You go do that and then come <laughs> talk to me in six months and tell me where you're at. Because I can tell you 95% of the time people quit when they start. The YouTube channel, yeah. like what you did. Uh, mm-hmm. podcasting there's a graveyard of could have been shows on itunes totally yeah well unfortunately i was the 90 percent. but hey who knows at some point maybe i'll circle back and it'll be an extension of some of the good work that i'm already doing yeah absolutely so tim if you could go back in time and do things differently what would that what would you do differently yeah i definitely wanted to reframe what, what we call failure, because in my mind, the only time you truly fail is when you give up. And if you didn't learn nothing from it, you didn't acquire any sort of wisdom from your experience, then I would say that's a legitimate failure. But if not, I would probably coin it more as a, a disappointment, but it, there's, there's wisdom to be gleaned. And so those are probably both of these experiences. I'm not really sure if I would do anything differently. I, I'm kind of a firm believer that we have to kind of go through some of these disappointments in order to have not just a, uh, it's almost like someone wrote a book and told you, hey, this is what you should do. But there's a whole different level of ownership when you experience that thing. And so for both of these examples, it really kind of sank in a deep place where I had some real realizations and I probably wouldn't be here today if I didn't go through those personally. Tim, what's your advice to other entrepreneurs and CEOs about failure? So my big takeaways, uh, big one is focus on who you are, kind of going back to identity, and then aligning your giftings on how do you bring the most value to other people. That should be the one primary focus, not profits, not about about influence, all these other things that are good for us. But the big question should always be, what's good for your audience? What's good for your clients? And then from there, I I call it start from the low-hanging fruit. If you kind of use that analogy, if there's different fruits on a, on a tree, the easiest one to pick is always the low-hanging one, the one that you can just like within arm's reach, you can grab. And so what I mean by low-hanging fruit is 
do what you can today. And sometimes people get really bogged down by, you know, the 15, 20 steps and things that they all need to do. They get overwhelmed and then they tend to procrastinate and put it off for another day. But my advice is really, hey, start from what you can do today and stay consistent, stay disciplined, focus on what you're learning from the little things that you're doing. And doors kind of open up when you start being in that flow and that, that momentum. Again, trust God, trust yourself, trust the process. Uh, I love what you said, Matt, that kind of took many, many years to, to kind of taste the success that you're at now. And it's because you believed in your message, you believed in what you were bringing to the world, and you were really patient. You just had this faith, this trust that this thing was going to work out. And even if it didn't work out the way you thought, it was going to work out in some sort of cool way, maybe unexpected way. And kind of circling back to identity and making decisions based on your values, acknowledging your fears, not being overly reactive towards your fears, but really sticking to what you know and what's right. And the last little thought is surrounding yourself with what I call life-affirming people. So people that believe in you, people that believe in your message, people who will encourage you because the life of an entrepreneur, not really for the faint of heart. It's it's. There, there's days where you, you wonder why you're doing this in the first place. And having at least one person in your corner, someone that really believes in you, that, that can mean the difference between you know, failure and success. And, and just a quick plug, I'm also the author of the book, Choose Better, The Optimal Decision-Making Framework. And a lot of the principles that I share today is kind of laid down in a really nice kind of five easy steps on how to make authentic and effective decisions. Well, that's a book everybody should read. I think decisions are like the only power we really have, you know, make a good decision, you know, good things can happen. Good, bad right. decision, 10x bad happens. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just wanted to add, check this out. Check it out. So this this here, I don't know, you can't see it because it's a green screen, but basically it's a jar full of uh smarties or m&ms right mm. chocolate covered m&ms um and uh the reason for that is because i don't eat like you know chocolate i do but like i try not to like it's healthy and shit but i keep this on my desk because like every m&m represents an action like something i did today that over time will fill up my jaw you know what I mean? Because I yeah. think to your point, it's we we in the situation where we get overwhelmed with all the things that could happen. We start focusing on the outcomes, not the inputs, right? So right. we focus on the outputs, not the inputs in many cases. And whenever I do that personally, I find like I, I get anxiety, I project into the future and I give myself consternation about why I'm not hitting certain targets or achievements or milestones or goals or objectives. Um, and so what I've learned over, you know, doing this shit for 25 years now um, is that the only thing that matters is the M&Ms in the jar. Like how many it M&Ms is. are you putting in your jar every fucking day? Because that's all you can do. The rest will happen it. on its own if you just focus on the M&Ms. I love it. And, and hopefully that's like a, a type of visual, like a morale booster and saying, hey, I'm making my day count. I'm calling, I'm making my shots. And that's trust in the process that when it goes out in the universe, we're hoping and praying something good comes from that 
that experience, but all we have is our decisions. Absolutely right. Amazing stuff. Tim, are there any books or tools or resources that you encourage other entrepreneurs to to use or you know as part of their own personal journeys? That's a great question. I guess I wasn't ready for this particular one, but I, I think definitely there are, there are a lot of, well, I'll, I'll tell you my latest kick. So, so the latest thing that I, I've been indulging in, uh, there's this app called Blinkist. I don't know if you've heard of yeah, it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've been doing my best to just kind of highlight some key nuggets of thought leaders that they probably put in a decade or two of their life experience into this book. But we're all busy people, so most of us don't have two hours in a day to read the book. So even just getting some high-level ideas, I think that has been a really cool resource for me just to chew on just kind of one idea and figuring out how can I implement that in my, in my workflow. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Tim, thanks for being on the Secrets of Fail series. It's been great to, to have you here. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you all again soon. Cheers.